So in this ever-changing world, how do we raise up an army of truth-tellers, ethical journalists, and the next generation of those that share the gospel? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. As I'd mentioned yesterday, my goal today was to have a guest on the program, someone you have heard before, a number of you may know him from where he used to work for a number of years. My guest today in a few minutes is going to be Edward Zoll, and I'm going to talk to him about his ministry called Crosstalk News and what's happening there. Edward and I have talked several times privately about the state of media for Christians and those that are seeking truth and information. And I'm just going to share a few thoughts that are coming to my mind. There, there are a lot of people out there that do all these, what I call, clickbait conservative programs on, on the Internet, even some on radio. A lot of their material is over the top. And sadly, and a lot of people don't want to recognize this, they get very, very protective. Some of these people get it wrong. And they get it wrong a lot. But they have sensationalistic headlines to grab you and and, and you just get in there and you're starting to click on a website. These special reports that they give. And they sound so convincing until you start tearing part of their narrative apart. And find out the emperor has no clothes. I'm not going to name some of them. I'm just not going to do it. But I've heard headlines, World War II within three weeks or 90 days or something along that line. And I've been hearing that headline for about seven or eight years, let alone seven or eight weeks. And they don't really have anything to back it up except somebody knows a friend of a friend or somebody or somebody used to be involved. And you get these crazy headlines. Yet people see that. And it fits their desired narrative of, well, eschatology and end times, and they jump right in. Look, I'm the first to admit, I don't trust the United States government anymore. I just don't. They have lied to the people way too many times. And there are too many that are trying to feather their own nest. And they don't care about you. Uh, As somebody pointed out, government today seems to invent new crises to have control and get more of your money and build more systems to support themselves. It's an issue that's been that's been growing like a cancer in the United States during the majority of my lifetime. And I'm sure in years prior, many people have surrendered their personal freedoms for safety and they think nothing of it. People are believing anything to get past the coronavirus. They'll believe a little paper mask you can get two for a dollar at Walmart is a virus stopper. And they are now believing everything they've been told, you know, about the virus. And all they have to do is get injected with this vaccine and everybody's going to be happy. And, you know, we're all going to be corona free in no time. It's just those evil, ugly, horrible, unvaccinated that are messing it all up. Well, I've been trying to tell you since the beginning of this program. When I started, when I started this program a year and a half ago, 
my reason for doing it was not it was based upon the things that I was seeing in emergency management just not adding up. The public is being told one thing, and I'm reading another. And I'm reading it from so-called government sources and even the CDC website. They hadn't quite scrubbed everything. And that made me wonder, so what is the rest of this story? Why are we only hearing information from this one short little doctor, Dr. Fauci? And why does his narrative keep changing about every two or three weeks? And yet everybody says he's the expert. We must believe every word that he says. Well, we're finding out now that these, you know, Moderna of all companies, the one that hadn't made a dime yet in uh, until 2021, they had patented a man-made sequence for the SARS-CoV-2 gene sequence back in 2018. Makes you wonder. These are stories that come out that make you wonder. You have to you have to wonder where where does all this was this a part of a larger plan? Well, as we've shared on this program, I believe that it is, and I believe part of the problem uh, that we're running into today is that we had a person in the United States government by the name of Dr. Anthony Fauci and others that were playing with coronaviruses as a potential bioweapon, and they circumvented the law by having research done outside of the United States. We're also realizing from uh, recent disclosures that uh, Dr. Fauci's $10 million stock portfolio includes a lot of Chinese companies. Just makes you wonder. So there's a lot of smoking guns out there. And as far as I'm concerned, governments instinctively never let a good crisis go to waste. And the more a government has wanted to have control over your life, the more they jump in with both feet and try to solve it. And they consider themselves essential, and you're really not that essential unless it meets their need. Notice, if you have a family restaurant, you were put out of business, but the state-run liquor stores stayed in business. They're deemed essential. Churches, unessential. And on and on it goes. There's a lot of truth yet to uncover. I'm just one guy. But I believe that God is raising up an army of people to do things like I'm doing, eventually even replace me, those that will use the Internet and other media. And I want to get back to some of the things that I really need to be doing along with this program. I'd like to be able to share this program with other hosts. I want to get back to the ministry that God has called me. Primarily, I'm a preacher of God's Word, not not just an old disc jockey and news guy. Well, I've been talking a lot with Edward Zoll, and, and he and I have, have developed a wonderful friendship. So, Edward, let's start out by what's new at uh, Crosstalk News? Well, Bob, it's, uh, it's very, very busy here at Crosstalk News. We have uh, expanded the team. We've uh, also just gotten back from our first uh, company kind of news assignment. We went down to Plant City. And we attended um, the return or the revival uh, conference down in Plant City. It was very good. Uh, we interviewed uh, a congressman, uh, Congressman Gomart from Texas, Texas first district. He's running for attorney general mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it was, it was actually the first time I've ever interviewed congressman. So praise the Lord. We also interviewed uh, Mike Lindell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously the CEO of MyPillow. And that interview, I tell you, it's full circle now. 
Uh, Mike Lindell was happy to sit down and have an intimate conversation with us for about half an hour about mm-hmm. addiction and coming addiction through Christ. Um, there is no discussion of any of the ridiculous claims and things that happened last year. Mm-hmm. Happy to sit down with us, happy to be in fellowship with us. And I, I think that uh, I said this to the Lord after the interview was done. I was like, wow. You know, we've, we've obviously forgiven uh, Mike uh, for, you know, for his misunderstanding last year regarding the Sabbath Symposium and things that transpired from that mm-hmm. involving, you know, us losing our jobs. And uh, I think that uh, the way the Lord orchestrated here is that we now have the single greatest testimony that all the things that were saying that said last year were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because that same man now, the or, you know, originator of at least the public statements about uh, us being, you know, allegedly Antifa and these other crazy things, he, he literally just sat down and did uh, an interview that he's never done before, an intimate conversation about his uh, crack addiction and what he was doing when he was addicted to that horrible drug, mm-hmm. and now has come out of it through uh, faith in Jesus Christ, that the Lord changed his life. So to answer your question head on, uh, the Lord is moving. That's what's happening across the Amen. Years. We have, um, we are getting our editing down, we're getting our publishing down. We live stream every Fridays, and we publish content Monday and Wednesdays. And um, other than uh, the production end, the team is both growing spiritually and in size. I know the facility that the Lord has given you in Vero Beach is just amazing. And, and I, I'm like you. How will God use that space over time for his, for his kingdom? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're praying about that extensively. Well, I do have some guidance that we've always put on this. I've been praying for how do I utilize this space? How do I utilize this building that I'm in? And what, what I've realized is uh, I'm going to fill uh, a, a vacuum uh, of, of work that's necessary right now. It's production mm-hmm. work, editing work. The, the, other than our show, Crosstalk, our facility is going to be used to edit for conservative and Christian programming. Mm-hmm. A lot of shows have come forward to us, and we obviously have uh, the back-end production work that we do for the Stu Peters show. Um, we do a lot of work daily uh, for him. We're happy to partner with him. I think the Lord has raised that man up uh, mm-hmm. during this time to be a, a necessary, a needed voice uh, during this time of chaos. Um, uh, a man of truth, a man of integrity. Uh, I didn't know Stu a year ago. I didn't know Stu five, no, six months ago. Mm-hmm. But I know him now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think many of the public knew him either. He's come out of absolutely, you know, no media fame, any, any kind of pre-bill. He's a bounty hunter before, and now has become one of the biggest conservative shows in the country. Uh, that, I think, is in part to the hard work that we put in every day, obviously hard work he puts in. Um, so shows like that are, are we're going to do with production for. We're also going to be um, serving as a mentoring site, a training site for young Christians and conservatives to learn how to enter media. Um, we have an internship program that has been successful so far. Uh, in training uh, young, uh, you know, very driven individuals uh, up on how to write articles, edit articles, edit film, uh, edit video, uh, produce news content, record news content. Everything you would need to be able to communicate to the lost in this age, we are becoming experts in, and we're sharing our expertise with those who are interested. So if you, if you have any parents who are listening, Bob, or any, any kids mm-hmm. that are listening to this, and I say kids, I, I should say any who are coming uh, in high school or going off to college, and they want to learn. A tra- it is going to make them a living, be able to provide for a family, build a life. We are looking for those individuals. We're praying for them, and the Lord has really blessed us uh, with those individuals, and we're being good shepherds of that. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I'm glad I'm glad you're bringing that up because you're, you're making me think back to a, a different time in my life years ago when I worked for a Christian college. And at that time, they had a communications program, actually quite a good one, uh, where they taught radio, television, um, print media, what, what we had back in primarily the 80s and 90s. And of course, that has expanded immensely with the Internet and all the offerings there. But there are not as many, there doesn't seem to be as many Christian colleges that are as much into the media as they once were just a few decades ago. And so there's very little training available out there for people trying to get into uh, any kind of television production, radio production. Uh, there's, there's a massive shortage of engineering help out there today as well, and it's only going to be getting worse and I think it's time for God's people to raise up the mantle to train the next generation of leaders if our Lord should tarry. Well, I definitely think that the, the way the Lord is working right now is he is raising up a generation of, uh, of righteous men and women who want to have an impact on society. Yeah. I think if the biggest thing we learned in the past two years is that uh, the government definitely does not have our best interests at heart. Oh, no. They should never, and unfortunately have become an idol to many in our society. Uh, many uh, idolize uh, the governments, the people in charge, the politicians, so much so that they will compromise on uh, their spiritual beliefs. They'll allow those leaders to become their pastors. They'll allow those leaders to become um, their uh, mental and, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say, spiritual guidance. And uh, that is definitely uh, a, a shortfall. People should not do that. But I, I, the thing I can speak to is what the Lord has done in my life, mm-hmm. which is that I went from, uh, you know, being a tank commander, a tank gunner, tank driver in the Army, um, to then serving in media as a research assistant, then raised to the position of host and White House correspondent. And now I get the opportunity to start a media company. Mm-hmm. And I know that I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. I prayed to the Lord back in 2016 for him to use me for the kingdom. And I pray that same prayer today. Mm. And I believe that's what he's doing. And, and I he, hope there's other people like me who start up this time. Well, I, I think right now there, there's several things that come to my mind. At my age, you know, my my time is limited going forward. And and in my case, my, my biggest concern is the legacy I want to leave is a legacy of service. But I want others to pick up the mantle and take whatever little thing that I am doing to the next level. I mean, at some point, I can't keep doing this forever. Um, and I'm, and primarily this program, as you know, is while it is a podcast, it is primarily using legacy media, which I believe is important, especially in reaching some parts of the country. I've got a listener uh, up in Alaska that where they live, Internet, forget it. They're not getting it, and Starlink's not coming anytime soon there either. So they have very limited Internet access. And there are other, other people that also are concerned about government censorship. What is our backup plan the day that certain things become shadow banned, disappeared, or like in China, just virtually unplugged? What is our plan at that point uh, to get that message out? What are some of the, you were talking about mentoring. Um, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with television production, which has changed so much literally year by year. Um, I, I started, my television background goes to 1973, and I've seen 
the, the immense changes uh, that are just so superior today than just even 15 or 10 years ago. Uh, what are some of the hopes you have uh, for, let's say, the world of Christian television overall? Well, I think the first part is to not call it uh, TV production. I mean, it's, it's really it's video production. It's multimedia production. The way that um, information is transmitted, is received uh, nowadays, is uh, certainly um, enabled by the Internet, um, even by systems, mechanisms we have in place for legacy media. There's definitely an audience there, but I think primarily the audience is informed daily by what they receive on their cell phone or in part their computers. That doesn't mean that there's not a place for the other media. The third, I, I really think that uh, is important for anyone who's involved in legacy media. And, and maybe that term isn't necessarily, it doesn't give the proper, uh, the proper uh, honor that it needs to give. Because while people would say those on radio and TV are being archaic, I would say that they are serving an audience that is thinking forward. They're thinking forward to a time of censorship. And what I say to this is that there's a place for uh, video uh, that is still broadcast on TV and audio is broadcast on radio in the new uh, media ecosystem. And for Christians specifically, we have to think about our audience. Mm -hmm. I often think, I wonder, wonder, what what would we, what Paul Harvey do with the internet today? No, Paul Harvey, a Christian Mm -hmm. broadcaster, uh, known for, uh, uh, this is the rest of the story. You know, it's Mm -hmm. an iconic voice of an era that, I wonder, what would he do? Oh, today? Listen, listen he in the Midwest, around 11 o'clock in the morning, which would be central time when his program came on, every tractor in the Midwest came to a screeching halt to listen to his 15-minute wow. broadcast. I mean, that was just a fact of life. Even in upstate New York, when when Paul Harvey came on, everything stopped in, in the fields. People listened to that man religiously, for lack of a better term. But you're right about one thing. The, the the only big concern I have with the Internet per se, right now it's an open door. And I'm a firm believer in always using every door that God opens for any ministry to reach everybody you can. St. Paul did it when he went to Athens. He proved it over and over again by by learning the people, the culture, and the place and plugging in to share the gospel. Uh, my only concern and I think all of us have this long-range concern. What ha- you know? How well could your program be heard in, let's say, China? How well can your program be heard um, in some Islamic countries? How can anybody hear you in North Korea? And and we we think, well, those are just those horrible communist places or evil places or what have you. But we've watched over the last two years as the tech tyrants. And this is something that I've been really screaming about. Do not have your ministry dependent upon the tech tyrants. That's why I'm worried about Getter and some others who are on Amazon servers. You know, they're the ones that pulled off Parler. So, you know, what what is the plan? What is your opinion about how do we use the Internet and how do we develop a platform? Have you gone into that kind of research? I have. My market research shows that it's uh, it's both wise and diligent for any company, especially in a Christian media company, to have multiple distribution routes. And I'm not talking about just internet or, or radio, but you have a strategy in place, as you know, mm-hmm. that one, how to reach those who have been unreachable. Um, I think that the interesting thing about the internet is that once a company opens up their, uh, you know, their, their country to even limited internet access, 
uh, the beauty of the of the human mind is the human mind searches out information and, and you know things that they haven't necessarily had access to first. And um, making your programs available, searchable, even potentially titled around the language uh, that you're you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're trying to reach the underground church in China. Maybe you should put up programming on the internet, searchable through the Google search engine that is in Chinese. Now, to your point, there's a double-edged sword there because clearly the tech tyrants, and that's a great way of putting it because it's exactly their mindset. They do not want free exchange of information. They have clearly shown that they want a segmented population, a segmented internet, a, a ghettoed internet where those who want to, to seek out the gospel, those who want to seek out truth, they're mm-hmm. placed in digital internment camps almost, or they're deplatformed, decapitated, digitally decapitated, taken offline, you can't find them. What I think that the strategy should be, it should be that we utilize the roads of the day while they're open to us. So in that sense, Amen. we utilize exactly. free bandwidth, which is available through subsidization of, of internet, radio traffic, other things like that, but also the company's platforms. But we build out our communities the same way Patrick built out communities in Ireland. If we're going to build out a community to evangelize to the Irish, let's fortify a city on Gap, mm-hmm. for example, a platform that is not going to deplatform us, a platform that is not going to easily censor us. It doesn't mean that they won't ever be taken down. And as Andrew made very clear last week, even his platform is vulnerable to attack, digital right. attack. But again, having multiple distribution strategies, and this isn't just for broadcasters like you and I, Bob, anyone listening to this, and I'm, I've been emphasizing this in, in the morning Bible study I've, I've started this year, uh, just, just reading and talking with regular Christians from around the world on Telegram. I'm both learning how to use Telegram, teaching people how to use Telegram, teaching other Christians to utilize Telegram as a, as a communication platform, but mm-hmm. I'm learning very quickly that the, the goal here is any Christian hearing this, if you want to get involved in sharing the gospel, which you need to be, either supporting it or doing it, sharing of the gospel, you need to learn how the communication technology works today, whether it be in person or through the Internet. The Internet has the beautiful uh, aspect of you being able to reach someone in North Korea, in China, in other countries around the globe. And guess what? The message you're sharing is the same message that St. Paul shared. Same message St. Paul shared, mm-hmm. if it's based in the gospel. And that's the beauty of this age. We've never had more opportunity, but I will say we've never had more obstacles. So I don't mean to say that the things are, you know, we shouldn't complain. There are definitely things that are difficult today about communicating with the lost. But you know what? What better task to put our heart and minds to today as Christians than to go after that and use the technology of the day to do it? How have you watched your program grow over these past several um you, you began really, what, started in kind of November, if I'm not mistaken, getting your feet wet, ready to start the program. And then I know we come right into the holiday time, which is not the best time in the world to be launching a program. But but what have you experienced? How, how do you feel the program has been received by your audience? Well, I feel that uh, we've, we've hit a very interesting market. And uh, one of the things we learned, uh, one of the most popular programs, actually, from last year, and the two months that we were operating uh, of 2021 was weather modification. Mm-hmm. Now, this came at a time when there were some freak weather incidents. And uh, this was clearly, you know, something that uh, had got gripped the entire country. We're, we're talking in part about the tornadoes that went through the Midwest. The longest tornado in the history, the recorded history of the country uh, occurred. Uh, Mayfield, uh, Kentucky, there was a, a candle factory that was hit. And we, we reported on a story out of that that, uh, essentially, uh, there was uh, people praying uh, that they would be protected, and those people showing up, uh, inmates especially, that could have run, 
They turn out one of them to only one of them that's around, but they, they instead of running and fleeing and trying to get uh, get on the run, they actually helped uh, save people from the rubble. But I, the, the weather modification stories uh, brought in a very interesting audience. And I, I think that last uh, year and the programming we have produced, we, we realized that we've been able to tap into um, that, uh, that uh, I guess, the inquisitive mind, both the lost and the saved, those who are looking for information that is delivered for a Christian worldview, but also is fair, also is blunt, is, is raw, is clean. You, kids could watch our programming, and many have, many have emailed. The part we found is that they're happy to hear that there are uh, people our age that are not snowflakes, that are not giving their mind over the mm-hmm. devil, and they are mm-hmm. seeking to inform. And that, I think, uh, the biggest impact we've seen is that, is that we, uh, we have become a, a, a safe space for sanity for many, the ones uh, that have emailed us and growth and, and things that we're doing in-house, we're, we're learning how to live stream. Live streaming is the future. It's how people consume uh, President Trump's rallies. It's also how many uh, share their thoughts and spend their time now. Uh, many kids are spending two to three hours every night through live streaming, either through their video games. Many parents may not know this, but your kids are involved in a live stream when they're playing Call of Duty. They're, because they're on uh, their headsets, they're talking to kids from around the country or adults. And uh, what our goal is, we're going to be entering the live streaming space, and we already have with our Friday broadcast is on the Cozy.tv, C-O-Z, mm-hmm. uh, C-O-Z-Y.tv, and uh, we're becoming experts in live streaming. I'd say that's one of the aspects we've seen. We've met an entirely new audience through live streaming, people that are not going to be listening to TV, not going to be uh, listening uh, to radio, not even going to be searching potentially online for additional content. Where they're at is on the live streaming platforms, and we invest a lot of time to reach and speak to those people. So uh, those are a couple uh, examples I guess I've seen of growth, of, of uh, expansion of, of how our programs are being received. And hey, there have been many who have been saved. And uh, maybe I should have left with that because that is the primary reason why we're doing what we do day in, day out. I, I, my life is worthless if my life is not dedicated to sharing the gospel of the kingdom. Edward, I'll tell you what, we need to take a break here in just a couple of moments and we will come back to more of what you have to say here on the program, Truth to Ponder. Very quickly, if you'd like to find out more about Edward's ministry and what he is doing these days, he worked with True News for a long time, but but God opened the door. And he's, he's really on his own again uh, with, with a wonderful team that he's putting together. God has been very gracious and has given this individual wonderful blessings. And I, I feel honored to have Edward as a guest here on this program. And for those that don't get on the Internet that much, for you to get to know Edward as well. To find out more about what they're doing, they have a website if you have Internet access. I know not everybody does, but for those that do... You can find out all the platforms to where you can see his weekly news broadcast. And that address is Crosstalk News, one word, crosstalknews.com. That's crosstalknews.com. Edward and I have been talking about even sharing uh, some of the stories that they're putting out. They've been able to get to some incredibly powerful people. And Edward is willing to share some of those interviews that I can use on this program to share with you and even keep you better informed. That's, that's the goal here at Truth to Ponder. For me personally, as I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I spent many years as a church pastor, and that's where my heart lies. I spent 50 years this year in broadcast, but I have spent over 25 of those years 
in ministry. And I really want to get back to the ministry side, but I still want to keep this program going. And I want to see it continue to grow on shortwave. If you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, would you consider a financial gift to pay for that shortwave airtime? And our mailing address, by the way, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address is Truth to Ponder 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, in Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. 32536 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Joy Refiller coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In John 2, we read about the wedding at Cana, and you got this celebration and, and all these things going on, and all of a sudden they ran out of wine. Well, all the celebrations of this world run out. You know, the party ends. It starts out full life, but it gets less and less and less. You know, the best things, you know, the waiter said the best was, you know, served at the beginning. You know, that's what they were saying. And in life, that's what it's like. You know, the beginning is one thing, but it get, things get old and older and older, you know. But then the Lord comes to the party. He comes and he turns the water into wine. See, and, and that's a symbol of joy. The wine is a symbol of joy. Now, the joy of the Lord is different. The best comes at the end. Now, in your walk in the world, often it begins with great excitement. Everything's new. That's great, you know, but then often it starts getting old, you know. And you know what? The real joy of the Lord never ends, but sometimes we kind of let things go in the natural kind of course and it gets old and we, you know, we, we, we lose the joy of it. But you know what? The joy of the Lord never gets old. You might have let your walk get old, but you know what? It's like the celebration that ran out of wine, but the Lord's able to turn the water into wine. All the joys of this world run out, but the Lord brings new joy. His joy is always new. Stop seeking the joy of the world, the joy of the situation. Give your heart to his joy. He'll renew your joy. He'll give you new wine, the abundance of which will never run dry. He's the joy refiller. Come back to him and he'll fill you up. Ask for the last joy. Now, feeling like your walk in God could use a real spiritual boost? Hmm, we got the answer. Free subscription to Sapphires will help you. Warning, use it as directed. It can revolutionize your walk for victory. And also, the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors. You'll love it. It's all free. How do you get it free? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. It's easy. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave you life, gave you the gospel that gave you life. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll touch the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, be renewed, my friend. Peace be to you and Messiah Hasimcha, the joy of our lives.
is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad, I'm so glad that so many of you take the time from your busy schedule to spend it with me as we produce and, and air this program each day as a podcast, but also importantly, we air it on international shortwave and even some domestic radio. Now, my prayer is to be one of those guys, and I'm going to use the term loosely, in legacy media. Look, I started my radio career just about almost 50 years ago on an AM radio station in a small town not far from from Rochester, New York, with goals of working my way up to the big-time radio stations in a Cleveland or a Chicago, New York, maybe Los Angeles, maybe Miami, maybe even St. Louis. Who knew? Who knew? That was my goal. But like life often does, sometimes that path you start on gets a wee bit altered over time. I did make my way to bigger and better markets and even bigger and better paychecks. But I got to the point in the 1970s that I realized that sometimes stability is just important as a a decent paycheck. Maybe you can live on a little less but have the stability and not have to pick up and go somewhere else because, well, the rating book changed. I also recognize that the engineering side of radio is extremely stable. And having a family like I did at the time, I, I gravitated more of my efforts toward the engineering and God opened some very unusual doors I didn't see at the time. I can honestly say as I look over my radio career, I would leave radio stations and move on to something else without a panic. And then it seemed when you look back, it was the best decision to make at the time. God opened doors in ministry as well. So I really believe in using the power of radio and the power of communications in ministry. And this program has its roots in the lies of the pandemic. That's how we started this, because I started seeing a narrative that was not true and was being pushed out there on a daily basis. And the things we were saying a year, year and a half ago on this program have proven over time to actually be the truth. I can't do it all. That's why I need others to consider where God is calling you. Now, I want to get back to Edward Zoll. Edward, before I forget, would you tell people how they can find out more about your ministry, which is Crosstalk News, and your co-host, Lauren Witzke, and the program, and, well, just what you're doing. What, what is the web address, and how do we find you on the Internet? So, Bob, uh, the best place to find our content is crosstalknews.com. Cross, C-R-O-S-S. T-A-L-K News, N-E-W-S dot com. We have our content centralized there on, on various distribution platforms. Luckily, we haven't been banned yet on Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube, but I'll tell you, Bob, uh, I'm it's not coming. planning to build it's a coming. big settlement there. No, I, I have a, a temporary camp there. So we'll have clips. We'll have some of the episodes there, but primarily you'll find the full video episodes on Rumble. You'll find the full audio episodes on Spreaker. Those are the two mm-hmm. communities that we have built little forts. 
But mm-hmm. crosstalknews.com, that's how you can find our content. We're also happy to hear if there's any stories that you want us to look into. Your audience, uh, any, anyone listening to this, crosstalknews at protonmail.com is what you can email tips to. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm not the best investigator in the world, but I definitely do a decent job. Uh, I, I'm happy to look into any story. I think there's a, a lack of investigative journalism right now, and I think that it all starts with a tip. It all starts with an interesting story or something that needs to be looked at. That's the core of journalism. If you have any of those stories, please send them to crosstalknews at protonmail.com. Now, during this, uh, as you look at this year of 2022, and I'm, I'm just going to share something the Lord has just laid on my heart, and, and I'm not sure if you're feeling it yet or not, but, but I really believe the year of 2022 is going to be a year of light and truth. And it's going to come unexpectedly, it's going to come suddenly, and it's going to catch a lot of people uh, off guard. Um, So much of the narrative that has been pushed for almost two years now is beginning to fall apart. Uh, how many how many times can somebody say it's it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated when the opposite is becoming increasingly true? How long can they say that these vaccines and and face masks stop the spread when they're provable they don't? At what point at what point do you think the truth could overtake and open a window? And this is what I believe is going to happen. It's not going to be a permanent change. Anybody looking at the 2022 election to fix everything and we're going to be just a wonderful, happy society and we all go back to church and and behave ourselves is a fool. Uh, it's never going to happen that way. But I do believe that those of us that are trying to get the news out, there's going to be a a window of opportunity that we haven't seen in quite a long time. Do you do you share that view, or what what are your thoughts in that regard? I absolutely share that view. I, I do think that uh, the pandemic has provided a once in a century opportunity. Uh, for us to share the gospel of those who previously were not, they were kind of apathetic about their their longevity, about their lives, about the extent of uh, the risk of death, or even the the artificial nature of, of the of the threat that has posed to them. Uh, I think that we have to treat this coming year uh, certainly with um, with empathy, because I think one of the things that's going to happen the strict uh, the strict mandates up north and in some southern states, not many, hopefully. Uh, is going to present a very interesting contrast. You're going to have how people live in Florida Mm -hmm. compared to how people live in Canada, how people live in Mm -hmm. New York and Chicago. There will be a clear difference in happiness, in freedom, in prosperity. And uh, and especially when it comes to sharing of the gospel, you're going to see that churches up north are going to have a hard time if they acquiesce. Uh, to the the mandates, the edicts of the local and state governments uh, in, in jurisdictions that want them closed. Oh, there's no doubt. Jurisdictions that see them as a as a super spreader centers. Absolutely, is, is ridiculous. You, and and but, churches uh, yeah. have been singled out worse than any other group that I can think of. Period. I mean, I can remember in some states you could only have ten people at your church, even if it could seat five thousand people. They they have these just incredibly insane rules that made no sense for churches. But they made sure that every liquor store and place you could buy a lottery ticket was considered an essential business. Yes, and, and that there is the key. 
is what the world sees as essential is uh, a, a stark uh, difference to what the Lord sees mm-hmm. as essential. What he sees as essential is the sharing of the gospel, is the praise and worship to the Lord. I, I learned something interesting this morning reading the book of Genesis. I didn't know Judah means praise, by the way. I, I just I, I made you think of that. We were talking about praise. I just learned. We're reading in uh, chapter 29 and chapter 30 of the book of Genesis this morning. And one of the sons um, of Leah uh, this is uh, the, one of the wives of Jacob. Um, she named her son Judah. It was the, the, the son she named and praised the Lord. The name uh, is named after the word. The word Judah is, uh, means praise. And I think, again, that's what the Lord wants to see. I think that is one of the contrasts. You're going to see many churches. I can speak personally. Mm-hmm. That we will be praising the Lord down here while our friends, uh, our family, our brothers and sisters up north are not. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that what people can expect is a, a year of, of truth and light. I certainly think that's a good way of uh, describing it because uh, many will be seeking out the light. What happens when you're in a dark room and only one part of the room is lit? You're going to seek out the light. Absolutely. What happens when you're in a place where everyone's lying? You're going to be seeking out the truth. I am happy to play a role as a truth teller and a light bearer in this age. And specifically, I'll be doing it from Florida. And I'll tell you what, I hope that that serves as a witness to a nation that is looking for hope. Well, it's true that God inhabits the praise of his people. There's no doubt about that. And I've seen that over my lifetime. And I also see how many churches, you know, a statistic that I find, you know, encouraging but disturbing as compared to the world. What is disturbing is allegedly 53% of Americans have no connection to any kind of religion. It doesn't matter of Christianity or anything, nothing. Only 47% do, and of that 47%, how many are involved in what I call apostate, non-believing churches that are too busy celebrating wokeness and sin and have rejected the gospel? We're truly a remnant people in this country, and the scary part is, we're probably one of the most highly concentrated Western nations of Christians compared to the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, and what have you, or Germany, uh, Austria, which has just gone full 1930s Nazi on their people to get vaccinated. I mean, literally, it's like the Gestapo out there. You must take this even though it doesn't work. We demand you do. We're going to take your money. I think it's going to cost a family of four like $46,000 American a year to remain unvaccinated if they keep, if they pull off what they want to pull off next. But but how do yes. we how do we share this gospel? You're right. We're in Florida. Um, and, of course, we I spend part of my time in North Georgia, which is about the same thing. Uh, trust me, they don't worry about uh, political correctness in the mountains where I stay at all. But I do know in North Carolina, it changes quite dramatically as you head toward Asheville. In just a drive of 70 miles, the culture dramatically changes, and, and it's kind of scary. But what? I, how, could we, how can we share the gospel better? How can we bring church to people that are unchurched? And, and I'm not talking, and, and, and I hope, you're, hope my listeners don't get it the wrong way. I don't believe in what I call the an, an entertainment-oriented church. I believe in one that, that truly worships and praises. It's about God, not about us. It's about what he gives us in his word and, and, and his grace. Uh, what what can we do in that regard to, to give these kind of churches and places to 
to people that are being deprived of it in, in cities like Chicago and places like Brooklyn, New York, you know, or, or other places and I, and I, where you can't even go to church unless you've been jabbed with a vaccine. I mean, they're, they're going to deny you the ability to go to church in the not too distant future in many parts of the United States. It's already happening in, in, across parts of Canada. It's already happening in, in many parts of the world. And I, I think that even in spite of the science saying they're wrong, they're going to keep doubling down uh, on this on these mandates. W- what does your heart tell you? Well, my heart tells me that anyone who has a heart to share the gospel, which I'd hope every Christian calls himself a Christian, is involved in the Great Commission, which is to share the gospel to all nations. And I would say to them, the first step is you have to get educated on the gospel. It's You mm-hmm. have to open up that Bible that you have in your house. You have to open up that Bible app that you have on your phone. You have to get engaged in the Word. Then, I implore you to take a step toward learning how the digital communication platforms work. And one of the ones that I, I highly recommend people get onto is Telegram. Mm-hmm. It's not about the ownership of it. It's more that Telegram right now gives you the capability to hold an audio-only live meeting. Now, what you can do with this, we talk about reaching the lost. Go where the lost are. We Think about Patrick. We have to look back at these historical figures in the church. Absolutely. Because guess what? They Absolutely. conducted the sharing of the gospel. And they did it successfully. So let's think like Patrick. Patrick was held captive in Ireland, fleed Ireland, said, I got a heart to witness to those people, those pagans that held me captive. So he went back to Ireland in his life, built forts, little fortified towns, little fortified cities of Christians who went out and did business with the pagans, did business making uh, various works, uh, tables, arms, shields, anything that the, the pagans need, shoes, uh, horseshoes. Let us be service providers for the pagans in the sense mm-hmm. that what are some things that are necessary? It has to be ethical. It has to be something that the Lord wouldn't frown upon. It cannot be taking life, cannot be shedding innocent blood. But let us be service providers because you will meet the unsaved. We need to be diligent. We need to be active. I, I, my heart goes out for those up north who are facing this mandate, facing the shutdown. Oh, yeah. My heart goes out for those people in other countries like Austria, especially our brothers and sisters who are now entering um, a, a return to Nazi era in those countries with the mandates and especially the jab mandates actually requiring a mandatory vaccination. But this is what I'd say to them, is you have to be busy. You have to be busy. You might have to create an underground network in those countries. And in, in places where you can still work, you might have to either consider creating an underground network. I'm talking about up north and jab mandate, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, hellscapes. But uh, what I'd say is you're going to have to do that or you're going to have to move. But you have to make that decision now because uh, the Lord is either going to use you in that territory as a witness uh, or you need to get out of that town, get out of that city before judgment hits. I, I know there are people here in Florida, there are people in Texas, there are places in the South in Georgia. Mm-hmm. They're looking for people to lead kids' Bible study groups. They're looking for people to volunteer or even provide a service in some form, whether it be making something, producing something, uh, editing content, media content. I, I know personally, we are looking for workers. But the trick here is you have to get into the fight. You yes, have to you get do. into the fight, and you're going to have to make a hard decision this year, I think. Are you going to stay and be part of an underground church, or are you going to move and be part of a public, active work for the Lord? I believe, as you do, I I do think we're going to have this brief window, and it's what we do with this window that's going to be determining many people's future and their lives in the kingdom of God. Uh, God provides these windows, and if if we're too lazy to do something about it, we're going to be held accountable for it. 
God's going to say, I gave you this opportunity and you just turned your back on it and said, I want to go back to business as usual. And I think we can't do that. I know for me and my little ministry here at Truth to Ponder, I'm going to keep plugging away and I'm going to keep plugging away using legacy media and watch it grow as a podcast. I know in my case, I'm kind of backward in, in compared to other ministries. We started on radio only and it grew a, a podcast ministry from the radio, which is now growing even in other countries. And, and I thank God for that. I mean, but but then again, I really believe my job is no, not so much to be the host of a radio show, but to be a facilitator to empower others to pick up the mantle and do the same thing or take over a lot of what I'm doing. Uh, God is raising up people and he's raising them up quickly. And by the and when God calls you to do something, he will provide everything you need to do that ministry. And I think a lot of people are waiting for, they're not ready to take a step of faith. They're waiting for everything to be ready-made. And it doesn't work that way, especially in building the underground church. And that day is, that day is coming sooner than later. Enjoy it while you have it. But things could be like Chicago again in, a, in the blink of an eye. Uh, this pandemic may come and go, but there'll always be a new crisis on the horizon and people that do not know Jesus Christ as Savior and they they have fear built into their lives are going to fall prey to every wind of crisis that comes down the pike. Um, I guess it's been called mass formation. People are just believing that only the government and a vaccine or this can save us now until the next crisis comes along. Uh, what what are your thoughts on what we should be doing in the kingdom? Well, I'll address the psychosis first. I, I do think there's something to be said about moving um, by other Christians because there is a group think, there's a group mentality, there's a pressure, a stress you have to live under when you're living in a place that is living in a, another reality. And another reality being that you're putting your your, your faith and, and your, your hope into uh, a pharmacia, into a vaccine, into a mandate, mm-hmm. or into the policies of a government that is, is uh, from the devil, is secular-minded, is not Christ-minded. And, and what I'd say to those, um, I think that, honestly, you, you may be putting yourself through uh, immense pain where the Lord does not want you. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Lord does want you in that place where you have to deal with the counter mindset, you have to deal with being the person that doesn't wear the mask every day in the car or going to bed, Mm -hmm. uh, that you're not getting vaccinated and you're not going to uh, ignore the facts, which there have been uh, uh, millions of side effects, uh, hundreds of thousands of deaths um, for the vaccine. It's not perfect. Uh, They're admitting now it certainly has has a reduced efficacy over time. That's why we have the boosters. Um, but anyway, oh, it goes negative with, after a while. Negative. Yes, right. That's, that's what the studies have shown. If you're someone who has to deal with that, um, I think the, the thought I have had is that uh, you have to ensure that you are at least connecting with some of your brothers to, to reaffirm, to, in, to be in, in an endurance uh, mindset. I think you need to have people telling and, and strengthening you and feeding you. And, and honestly, there's so much content out there. You know, we, we talk about podcasts, we talk about these other things, and it's not to say the, like what you're doing. You know, obviously, legacy media has a necessity. It reaches people that are not simply looking for online. And you know what? It's, it's a singular broadcast. Uh, there's so much content out there on the Internet that people mm-hmm. say, well, just get on the Internet, produce your content there. Well, guess what? How do you find uh, it? It's pretty flooded. Yeah, and how do you find it? you got to know the name. you got to know these other things. If you turn it to a radio station, you know the content will be on there. It's going to be somewhat produced. It's going to be somewhat vetted. Uh, and you can, again, this, you can trust it, but this is what I'd say to people. Make sure you're finding places to be fed. 
I have, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. Like, as someone in media, I'm just a regular person, too. I'm fed. I'm fed mm-hmm. by certain shows, certain pastors, certain sermons. And often, I, I found myself going back in time to find the content to feed uh, myself. I, I want to find the content being produced today by my brothers and sisters. I'm mm-hmm. constantly looking for it. Uh, if you have any recommendations, please send them to me. <laughs> but uh, I, the biggest thing would be, we have to focus on being fed, being trained, and being active. These are the three biggest parts for being Christians in this era. It's not easy. The Lord never said it was going to be easy. You you need to call yourself a commander during these times because you've been chosen to be a remnant mm-hmm. in the end times. And brother, I'm standing with you. Brother and sister listening to this, I'm standing with you. It's not going to be easy, but you know what? It's going to be exciting. The work is going to be worth it, and souls will be saved from uh, burning in hell. I mean, that's really the core of it, right? That's we Ab- do this day and day. Absolutely. Out. Not because it's profitable, not because it's uh, it's easy, but because it's necessary to ensure that people aren't lost. Absolutely. One of the things that that has stood out to me in, in the work that I'm doing right now is. How many people have never heard of shortwave radio? And and this is happening more and more about every week or two. I'll get an email or I'll get a letter in just a regular, you know, piece of mail from the U.S. Postal Service. Someone that said, I never heard of shortwave radio before, um, but I saw this thing in a thrift store or somebody introduced me to it. Or I woke up and I knew this word and I looked it up on Amazon and bought one. I have picked up listeners that are young people, like in their 20s and 30s, who have been raised on, of course, the Internet. And, and they may understand FM radio, but this, this world band stuff is something that's totally new to them. And, and, it's, and they, they realize that they can hear it as a podcast now. But as one um, young guy wrote, he's probably 32, and he said, I now have this radio, so when the Internet gets unplugged or I can't find, you know, if you're filtered out... At least I have my backup plan. And and so I'm beginning to wonder if God is, you know, putting systems in place to keep his people connected when the next window closes. Um, and any any final thoughts you want to share with the audience here today? I think that uh, we're always going to be able to communicate in some form, whether it be yelling or whether it be, uh, you know, publishing on the Internet. I do think that it's important to have a backup plan. I do think that uh, nationalization of Internet is not only coming. It's already here. Uh, everyone always talks about the, the Great Wall of China, the Great Firewall of China. Mm-hmm. It's referring to the Internet censorship, the inability to put content into that country or to send it out because of the censorship and the, uh, and the segmentation by the government. It's coming to America. It's already here in America. We have the government uh, that has now launched a uh, hate speech, kind of uh, you know, domestic terrorism mm-hmm. uh, division in the Department of Justice. Oh, I Guess know. where they're going after they're going after Christians. Absolutely. They, they, dare they say it outright. They're saying that those who, who believe that there might be a judgment coming in the world, those who believe in the end times. Hey, it's happening in that, Canada you know? right now. I mean, you know, you can't say sure. certain things anymore in Canada. I mean, it, it, it's been declared hate speech. Uh, look at what's happening in Finland. I mean, you have people going on trial for, for quoting scripture because it's considered hate speech. And if people think yes. it can't happen here, they're deceived. It can happen anywhere. It can happen It can over. happen here. It can happen anywhere. And it has happened throughout history. Uh, I do believe that uh, individuals need to be flexible. And flexible not in your faith or convictions, but in how you communicate. Learn how to communicate in every form. Right? If you lived in the age of Paul or Patrick, you would have been a great orator. You would have been someone who maybe learned to write. You would learn different languages. 
That's the same now. If you want to learn how to code, you want to learn how to distribute things on the internet. There are certainly a plethora of mediums for us to communicate in. We must become experts in all of them. That becomes uh, both broadcasting and speaking. Hey, maybe you have the gifting for holding meetings. Hold them. Find a place you can physically meet. Because mm-hmm. all these things will be necessary. And even if we get censored on the internet, there will always be an internet even in person, as in like a networked meeting. Remember the times when we used to just get mm-hmm. together and talk about things? Well, that, you can still do that today. It doesn't matter if you live up in the frozen north or the, the mandated Canada and, and the, uh, you know, the, the Nazi-like Austria. Uh, you can still meet in person. It's going to be difficult. But become an expert in communication. It's important uh, now as it was at the beginning of the church in the first century. And my guest today has been... Edward Zoll. Many of you remember him probably from True News for a number of years, starting about 2015, 2016. Now he and his co-host, Lauren Witzke, are producing their own program called Crosstalk News. And I'm excited to bring Edward uh, on the program on a frequent basis. You'll be hearing more uh, of some of the work that Edward and, and Lauren are doing they're hitting some wonderful newsmakers that I really believe you need to hear from. And I'm going to be working with him and others to get you more content, more factual information, and more news. As I said at the beginning of the program, I'm, I'm getting tired of what I call the clickbait artist. These are people that pretend to be your conservative friend. And they have some super secret inside information that only they have. And nobody else can get. And they're busy selling you all kind of things. Now, for me, remember, I'm retired. I've mentioned this a number of times in the past. I've retired from my secular work for the most part. And I still give of my time to ministry work. And this program, I am not a paid employee. I'm a one-man show. I... I put together the content, I maintain the website, I produce and edit the radio program, I distribute it, and I'm also working on a project right now to increase the outreach on shortwave. And these are things that I feel very important callings to do. But there's a part of my ministry that has been on hold since I began this program, and I think I can still do both, and that is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, A little later this week, Edward and I are going to be talking about how to put something on the internet in a video format to help encourage believers in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to be doing some of that too. However, if you believe in this ministry that I'm doing right here on shortwave radio and also domestic radio, would you consider giving it some of your financial support? It doesn't take a whole lot, but everybody working together. And if you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. Number 3248. We're in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. 32536. That zip code again, 3253. Six And until tomorrow, this has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, 
and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world. Fresh groceries are Kroger's thing. That's why they do freshness checks on the items in your delivery order at every step of their journey from farms to Kroger stores and pick and pack every blue, razz, and strawberry in your free pickup order with the utmost care. Because they believe in treating your food the same way they'd want theirs to be treated. It's kind of like the golden rule, only for like fresh fruit and stuff. Order now using the mobile app. They're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.